busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. Hold on a little while longer. Here's what you gotta do. Trust and believe my friend. He'll work, he'll work it out for you. One thing you must remember. God is able and he cares for you. He what now? He cares for you. What you saying, Fred? Wait on the Lord. Yes, get you some. Wait on the Lord. He will answer you. Wait. It won't be long. It won't be long. Um, Fred. <laughs> I don't I don't think you ever really waited on the Lord if that was a part of your verse. You said wait on the Lord, it won't be long. Hmm. <laughs> I think I got a group of people, um, with me included, that may or may not disagree with that. I I, I led into the conversation with that song, not only because it was on my spirit. Okay, but more so because that's just where I'm at. Have you ever, hate to go into the brandy, have you ever loved, have you ever had it where you were looking up and you were like, God, who is that? Ready when you are, sir. I said when a couple of situations ago, I got the keys in my hand. Very much waiting for you to pull up. Cause like winter coat, snuggled, zipped up, scarf, gloves, hat. Um, sir, she's ready. Hmm. Uh, sir, I'm so over it. I'm, I can no longer, I, I'm floating, sir. Like, I can't, I'm not under, I'm over, like, beyond. Like, eat all the above, sir. <laughs> like, that. that's the answer. And I find that when I get into that space, for whatever the circumstances, whatever the topic of choice is, I find that I am my most rooted and I am my most calm. When God gives me something to focus on or he gives me his reasoning behind doing something. Now, God don't have to explain anything to me, right? I I am a special grandbaby, but he doesn't owe me that. But I find that I am my most rooted and I'm my most calm when God gives me a reason. <laughs> okay, When you can... and. I'm not asking for anything that I have not seen illustrated in the Bible, okay? Uh, he started off from the beginning, okay? Genesis. When he created all of that, he was like, look, I created all this for you, and I want you to go ahead and, um, you know, just go ahead and duplicate. Um, here's some dominion. You take your little scoop, one, two, three, four, five. I'm going to give you that. And just, you know, like, all of this is yours. Just don't eat right there. But, like, he laid out the 
foundation and the groundwork, right? Jesus was like, yo, I'll be right back. Um, I'm going to go to my daddy's house. And there's a couple of mansions I'm going to go ahead and situate out for y'all. And if it wasn't so, why would I lie, sir? <laughs> why, if it, I wouldn't have said it if it wasn't so, right? Um, listen, your boy, he's going to go ahead and tear down this whole situation. But in three days, right, this is what's going to happen. Peter, yo, real talk, you you looking real rocky-ish. So I'm going to build my church on you. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, there is a plethora of examples that the Bible will show that God was like, listen, I'm not trying, I, this whole, I work in mysterious ways. That's something y'all created. I've been very much, listen, it's nothing under my sleeves. I'm not no magician with it. Like, I want y'all to know why I am doing something. I'm, I'm letting it be known why this is happening. Listen, y'all getting ready to get smited because like this situation is, is just what it is. I have been just seeing it in plain view. Y'all make it seem like I'm speaking in parables like I know King James is hard to read you know the Shakespearean if you will but I'm not a hard God to dissect like I literally said in the Bible if you search for me with all your heart you will find me bro knock I open seek you're fine ask you receive it's real simplistic with God but yet we make him real algebra forgetting that he's just the alpha and omega we don't have to complicate the situation with him. We don't have to bring in things and elements that make the, the equation so difficult that we can't even sit down and simplistically say, God, I'm, I'm tired. Like the Bible says that he wants us to come to him like children. I've never, I mean, we love the little baby Einsteins and it's real cute when, you know, the babies can wear the glasses, but they have a very limited speech, a very limited way of seeing something. It's real simplistic. It's down to this elemental P. I potty. I want to eat, eat. I want to drink. I want real simplistic. They are letting their requests be known. It is only when you try to get into your spiritual bag that you, and Father God, I, Father God, I, Father God, I, and you, Father God, in 15 minutes before you can actually, if I dissected your prayer or whatever it is that you're communicating, if I take out all the Father Gods, uh, that's the simplistic of it all. When I call you, I don't have to say your name 15 times to get what I want. Nobody has to call me and be like, um, Shawana, because, and then Shawana, I, I got to stop to be like, can you just talk? Are, are, are you under pressure? Put your eyes on me, eyes on me. I got to sing it on my spirit. Leave me alone. But you see what I'm saying? Like, it, let's just make it simplistic. So I think that sometimes when we have that, eureka moment will be like bro i'm gonna just ask god like what's up <laughs> like what's happening we almost feel a little like oh, can we do that can we ask god to give us a reason i mean is he gonna get like can we yes god's been <laughs> he told the israelites bro i'm getting ready to um take you somewhere y'all finna be real estate mm -hmm. you're gonna have some real estate and it's going to be a land of milk and flowing with milk and honey mm -hmm. uh but it's a couple of things I'm going to need you to, like, where was the hidden, mm, I don't know. Mary, you, I know that you don't know a man, and that's fine. We'll discuss that later, but you getting ready to have a baby. It's going to be a boy. I need you to name him Jesus, okay? Any questions? Cool, got you. I'm out. <laughs> Very clear. Very clear. And yet, somewhere in our spiritual walk, we feel like, 
if God wanted us to know, then he would tell, or there's, there's this implication that we're not supposed to be as in tuned as we would like to be. Some people are just really inquisitive. Like I told you before, I admire the heck out of Moses. I admire that he was like, God, can I, can I see you? <laughs> it's like the meme with that little boy when he was singing a money long song. He was, can I sing to you? Yeah, man. <laughs> That's how I feel. I almost think that Moses was like, God, can I see you? Like just a little bit of you. With the Chris Rock teeth. You see, the, the before teeth. You see what I'm saying? And I I love that. I love that he was able to be like, bro, did you just ask to see me? Mm-hmm, very much. Like, you got a ponytail, you got straight backs. Like, what you got? You you dreading? Like, what's up? I... God was like, okay. I love the fact that you were just bold enough to ask. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Nobody can see me and still breathe, bro. Like, so we go, dang. Like, I, I never really had no creation ask me that before. Like, you, you really, you kind of, you almost threw me a little something. I ain't going to hold you. Like, no, out of all my creation, you're the only person that has ever asked. So just out of that, I got to honor that. I got to kind of show you a little something. Like, let me show you a little pinky toe. Like, you know, give him a little something, nothing too major. But that experience changed Moses to the point that when he came back down from the mountain after serving and seeing God, the Israelites looked at him and they were afraid because his face was glowing. So what about asking God for anything boldly, just inquisitively, whatever the nature is behind it, as long as it has a good motive attached to it. What about inquiring to your dad that makes you kind of question, could you do that? I set up that backdrop because that's essentially where I've been at. I, I think um, I went the Gideon route at first. I ain't going to hold you. I was like, God, um, I, I'm, I'm going to ask you three things. Show me three things. And if th- these three things happen, then I will know for certain that you are a part. And, and God answered, but then in, in a tricky way, because I was like, hold on, God. Number two B, I don't think that's not what I asked you. I asked you for A, B, and C, and you gave me a b.5 and c so uh, can we circle back to b because i and so i quickly learned um trying to give god three things that that kind of that don't work for me uh uh i don't don't really i don't do well um then it was you know what I, i at least just want to know if you want me to do that uh can you give me the fuel to get to and then when I just scraped it all and just was my most simplistic and came to him childlike I was like why am I here sir <laughs> like I'm glad unfortunately it takes some grandbabies to get to the end of their emotions to get to the end of their rope to get to the end of their logic to get to the end of their resources to then be childlike because you don't have any other barriers to cross you have no other filter there is nothing else you are coming to god barefaced and bare hand and saying i sir dad <laughs> like money i want eat, eat. like th- that's when you get to that point And sometimes I wonder if he didn't have to wait till you got to the end of you, would you find the beginning of him earlier? Like the woman with the issue of blood. Little mama had to wait till she didn't have no more money, saw all the doctors, there's nothing else he could do. And so she just got in her head, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know I will be made whole. But what if you would have touched and met 
and found him a little earlier while you still had that money in the bank, while you still had all the other options for the dog? What if you didn't have to get to the end of you to find what truly was the beginning of your healing, the beginning of you seeing something different, the eureka moment? What if you didn't have to get to the bottom, (laughs) your rock bottom, to find that God truly is the rock and the foundation that you're supposed to be building on, that you're supposed to be asking questions to. What if it didn't have to be that nobody answered their phone, that you felt so alone that you until you realized, you know what, Jesus is all I really have. Like, what if you can still have people in your life but just realize, I can't go to y'all first. When I need comfort, I'm not calling anyone. I'm going to the throne. When I need reassurance, it's great to have iron shopping iron, but most importantly, I want the manufacturer that made my kind of iron. There is a certain, <sighs> that comes along with knowing exactly the touch that is needed for your healing. You can call the friend that knows exactly what to say all the time. But sometimes if you're honest with yourself, they got to ramble through a few things before you go, "Mm, that's what I needed. How about getting to a point that you just go ahead and you like, God, mm -hmm. you already know what it is, right? Like, and just basking in going to the one that knows exactly what you need, that you don't have to take the proverbial version of your car to the mechanic. And they're like, ah, you came in here for oil change, but I don't think it's the oil. I think it's this kind of, and somebody's playing blues clues with your valuable. That's what I feel like we do with our soul. We take it somewhere and we kind of see what such and such perspective and point of view is on that situation. And we take it somewhere else. And so we're kind of like buffeting our emotions to see if we can piece together what we're really feeling and what a true resolve would be. When all you truly got to do is go back to your manufacturer and say, listen, I don't know what's going on, but can you center me? Can you get me back to the manufacturer default? Something is off. I'm not even going to try to understand. I just know that I speak feel something on the dashboard of my life and I need you to go in internally and do what only you can do because you made me from the ground you made me from the rib you pulled me out and made a different version of me so at this point what I need is for you to go in and seek and find and see what's going on in my soul so that I can hear you in my spirit and I don't have to feel it in my shell there is something about getting sued in a way that you don't have to explain, that is truly, truly amazing. And I think that's what I experienced today. Out of all the different ways of asking God questions or trying not to ask because I wanted to be more mature in my prayer life and my spiritual Christianity walk. And, you know, God doesn't have to tell me anything. Okay, well, guess what? That's you. God bless you. Okay. But the kind of grandbaby that I am, God, I'm going to need, um, where we going? <laughs> what you doing? Where we at? Oh, you got a plan for me. Don't say that. What's that? You know, get excited. Very Bruno Mars in the spirit. You see what I'm saying? And I think for the first time, my realness got a faster response than anything that I've ever done. I have cried to God about this situation. Okay. Um, I have been frustrated. I have to feel like, forget it. If God doesn't want to just 
forget it. If he doesn't want to do it, then if, he, if he's going to move me, he'll move me. And if he doesn't, I just, and it's like, can I say something? <laughs> Low key embarrassed, mm-hmm. Low key embarrassed, and I, I I see how much time I wasted not being childlike. I didn't I didn't alleviate the frustration. I just adjusted and moved it somewhere else. So it kept coming back up, and then I would pick it up, and I would not really deal with it, and I would try to, and I would put it somewhere else, and it's like. You don't deal with things by burying it in new places, okay? You deal with things by dissecting what it is and so that it can disintegrate once and for all. Truly, my question to God that today that I did not ask him a couple of months ago was, why should I stay here? <laughs> why? Not God, I'm, I'm ready. If you can, whatever it is that you're trying to teach me here, just, why do you have me here? And the beauty of God, let me explain something to you. When the Bible says, if you seek him, you will really find him. It is so true because when your eyes and your soul are open for God's answer, he will speak to you in ways that you like, bro, I don't need another piece of confirmation. I got you. I absolutely heard you. When I asked that question today, why am I here? He made it so simple. You know what his answer was? Cause I'm here. I said, I'm sorry. Hmm. Oh, that's it? You just want to bring out the salad and say that's the whole meal? Oh, uh, I don't want to pretend like I'm satisfied, so can you give me a little bit more? He was like, absolutely. Uh, your peace, your promise, my plan is all aligned to wherever I'm at. The Bible says in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I have a plan for you. Mm-hmm. A plan for whole, all of that, right? For I. So uh, what happens is that sometimes that people see a little glimpse of the plan that I do have, and then they go off and they try to duplicate or replicate the plan that I already have, and they never bring me with them. They never come back and ask me for the coordinates. That's like you telling your child, I have a house for you. And they go, oh, and they get excited and they go shopping and they go off and they start looking up houses. And you're like, where are you? I said, I have a house for you, which means that after the excitement, I'm glad that you're excited. But when were you ever going to come back and get the coordinates, get the instructions, get any additional information that will help you continuously make the steps and journey in a path that will lead you to what I have for you. And so when he said to me, and I was like, why am I here? And he was like, oh, because I'm there. I, I promise you the level of peace that I got after he said that, I wish I would have asked that particular question a year ago. It makes no sense to sit in any seat frustrated simply because you did not open your mouth. And the Bible says that my people perish from a lack of knowledge. And sometimes a lack, lack of knowledge also equates to a lack of revelation. You not knowing something can be the reason why you're perishing. Do you understand the power and the intensity behind that? I have literally done every emotional thing that could be done except ask God, why? 
why, 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 like the meme, right? And I think it's because somewhere along the trajectory of how we were taught, I think we were kind of taught, don't question God. Well, why not? If you love him and you have a relationship with him and, and this, he, he doesn't want you to be a robot. He wants you, when you're relating to someone, there's some inquiry. There's some discovery. It can be why God, why am I like this? Can you explain what this trigger is? Can you explain why I think the way that I do? Okay, so God, for how I'm wired, where am I best fruitful? Like what what are the environments I should be looking for? God, quick question, why did I let that happen? And God, why did you uh, allow that into my life? Like I know that you did it because it is going to bring something, but like what did I need from that that you allowed that to Like you, why can't you be inquisitive with your dad? That's your dad. Are you afraid? <laughs> you can, You are you being disrespectful? Okay, so if it's a true inquisitive nature kind of, at least that's how I rock. Why would you suppress you for the person who made you? He knows how you are. He made you that way. <laughs> it's like a mathematician only asking questions about art because he doesn't want to offend God with his math questions. Well, God didn't worry you like that. That's weird that you would try to hide a portion of you. And you should know you and be truthful to you enough that you know the difference between, oh, you being disrespectful (laughs) opposed to no, like that's just my nature. My nature is I'm inquisitive. I kind of want to know like, God, what's up? What's back there? Like, God, what you doing back? And it could be that. How come it's not given to us in that kind of capacity? So when I finally got mm, wise enough, childlike enough to just ask why he gave me the answer because I'm there it when I say that literally it alleviated me to the point because what he basically told me and unveiled to me through the Holy Spirit is you don't want to be where I'm not present my presence protects the plan and the promise over your life you do not want to be where I am not currently. And I said, oh my gosh. He said, if I'm somewhere, you want to be there. When I move from there, you want to be there. You need to be so in sync and aligned with your creator that when it's time to go, it is no question. It is no, but I I love this particular space, but this was, you know, I I got comfortable. Mm. There is no comfort where your creator is not at. There is no tides to anything that God is no longer occupying. You need to play literally a spiritual game of follow the leader. When God moves, you move just like that. Hmm? Does it ring a bell with a song? It should because that's the spirit that I feel and that's fine. But it literally made so much sense. So he was like, listen, I want you to go back and I want you to read and I want you to read it in a sense of look how close, look how close uh, the Israelites would have been from moving from, from missing me. So I went to Exodus 13, right? You know, I read from the NLT version Mm -hmm. and I went to a couple of verses actually. 
But the last verse, second to last, is the one that got me. 21. The Lord went ahead of them. He guided them during the day with a pillar of cloud. And he provided light at night with a pillar of fire. This allowed them to travel by day or night. I said, huh? But the thing about thing about God is that um, he's very directional. So the next verse after that says 22. And the Lord did not remove the pillar of cloud or pillar of fire from his place in front of the people. Mm, okay. So knowing me, the kind of grandbaby that I am, uh, you ever had it where you were traveling with, I don't know, your parents, your cousin, whoever was taking you somewhere and you would run up, I don't know, just kind of like do your little balance beam situation, but you were not always in sync with them. Right. Uh, because you were lost into your own little world. You was making, you know, the floor is lava. Oh, there's alligators, you know, whatever your child like mine will, will allow you to do. And you realize that you were kind of sometimes traveling ahead of them. Yeah, that 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 doesn't work with God. The Lord went ahead of them. He guided them during the day with the pillar of cloud and he provided light at night with a pillar of fire. This allowed them to travel by day or night. God knew exactly how to lead them. He knew exactly what they needed. He knew exactly. Cause like my thing is, why didn't you just stay fired the whole way through? How come you didn't? And it was like, mm -mm, because why would I provide heat when there's already the sun? We don't want two conflicting things. I was like, heard you. Okay. So why the, and so my mind was, so there was no one that tried to get in front real quick. Like, let me see. Or was it just instinctually known you're ahead of me to protect me? Let me just make sure that I'm aligned with you. Sometimes we want wisdom and we want someone to tell us a word and we want confirmation when some of the best instructions come from your instincts. God was leading 600,000 men plus women and children. Like, so literally in the millions. Okay. I'm, they was, they was heavy in them streets and all of them knew, mm -mm, stay behind this, let God lead. But then I was like, um, okay, this got a little bit interesting. It, it changed up. <laughs> I was like, okay. Uh, when I go to the next verse, Exodus 14 verse 19, it says, then the angel of God who had been leading the people of Israel moved to the rear of the camp. The pillar of cloud also moved from the front and stood behind them. 20. The cloud settled between the Egyptian and Israelite camps. As darkness fell, the cloud turned to fire, lighting up the night. But the Egyptians and Israelites did not approach each other all night. 21. Then Moses raised his hand over the sea and the Lord opened up a path through the water with a strong east wind. The wind blew all the night, turning the seabed into dry land. 22. So the people of Israel walked through the middle of the sea on the ground with the walls of water on each side. 23. Then the Egyptians, all the Pharaoh, horses, chariots, charioteers, chased them into the middle of the sea. 24. But just before dawn, the Lord looked down on the Egyptian army from the pillar of fire and cloud, and he threw their forces into total confusion. 
25. He twisted the chariot wheels, making the chariots difficult to drive. Let's get out of here, away from these Israelites, the Egyptians shouted. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. 26. When the Israelites had reached the other side, the Lord said to Moses, raise your hand over the sea again. Then the waters will rush back and cover the Egyptians and the chariots and the charioteers. 27. So as the sun began to rise, Moses raised his hand over the sun and the water rushed back into his usual place. The Egyptians tried to escape, but the Lord swept them into the sea. 28. Then the waters returned and covered all the chariots and charioteers, the entire army of Pharaoh, of all the Egyptians who had chased the Israelites into the sea. Not a single one survived. Mm. Okay. So hold on. <laughs> where, where, how did the Israelites survive what the Egyptians didn't? Oh, because they were where God was. Yeah. Um, the Egyptians didn't survive because they were where God was. The Israelites lived to tell the tale another day because they were where God was presently at. Hmm? So the reason why uh, you should not get frustrated because that job didn't call you or that interview went well, but they chose another candidate and you got the stupid email. We regret to inform. Have a nice day. Leave me alone. Um, the reason why that shouldn't frustrate you is because clearly God is still where you're at. You were trying to go somewhere where he's not presently at the danger of trying to pursue a relationship when God has not yet, um, finished working on a buddy. Hmm? <laughs> That's the equivalent of you trying to walk across something that you like, Ooh, I see the dried land of potential. And God is like, you don't even understand that I'm getting ready to go ahead and flush some things out of buddy. I'm getting ready to flush some character flaws and characteristics that I don't, that is going to really not help him in the future. But I can't hold this up because you want to fall in love with potential. So unfortunately, if you get washed away with what I'm watching, out of him I apologize but please understand you never asked me should you go approach buddy now hmm yeah the reason why you're disappointed that that particular rental didn't go through that that particular whatever tangible item wasn't processed right that that it, it's just it frustrated you because you've been saving and you've been waiting and you've been hawking the sale and you've been watching the trends and you've been doing whatever and you're seeing everybody else assumably get blessed with the very thing you're praying for and you're getting irritated and what you're not understanding is that with you god is where you're at with them, God is where they're at. Please do not have a Pharaoh Egyptian mindset of seeing, ooh, God, God allowed them to walk across dry land. Let me try. You go ahead and try. What you don't understand is that this is timed perfectly for the Israelites to cross to the other side, not the Egyptians and Pharaoh's army. 
There is power in being perfectly in line with God. Come on, Holy Spirit, that I need you to understand. If you truly understood it, it wouldn't be such thing as jealousy. There would be no envy. There would be no reason to be frustrated when something didn't work out for your good. Like if this whole thing is orchestrated for your good, for the plan that he has, like matter of fact, let's I'm gonna go ahead and break. Let's go. Cause we always like to, you know, Jeremiah 29, but do you really understand what that means? Like go to it real quick. Jeremiah 29, you know, I read in the NOT version. Have a nice day. Let's go to verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. There are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Read it again, you say? Absolutely. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. There are plans for your good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. The reason why I'm speaking in in the tone that I'm speaking, the reason why I'm getting as, as amped up as I'm getting is because sometimes life tries to make you believe that things are working against you and what you don't understand and it's working for you the reason why he's no longer in the front leading you and he went to the back because he got to protect some things that is trying to come from your past those thoughts those triggers he got to go ahead and kill some stuff off because where he's taking you like they can't dare know the coordinates to your land of milk and honey the promised land you know how long he worked to get you out of that particular family that particular job that particular relationship you think he just wants anybody to know them coordinates it gets to a point that God is like I will kill anything and I will delay some things just to make sure that when you go to your land, the thing that I promised for you, the plan that I have for you, that when you get there, that you are absolutely free. There will be no shackles no more. Everything that you went through from them years that you've been praying to me about, that you've been crying to me for, understand that when you come here and you arrive to this new land, there will be nothing old that holds you back. Not even your mindset. So whatever God has to go ahead and kill off, Whatever God has to go ahead and delay, whatever God has to break off, that thing is so precious that it cannot take the former you. It has to take an entirely different reshaping of your mind, reshaping of how you see stuff. Why, God, why you want me to change my phone number? Because if buddy go ahead and and contact you, you're not strong enough to tell him I can't talk to you. You're not even strong enough not to answer the phone. You're not even strong enough not to even be Facebook, IG, social media, whatever, friends. You don't know how to disconnect in your normal everyday life. You think God's going to let you waste that in the promised land? Because when you get there, you're going to have to fight when you get there. And the problem is, is that where you're currently at, you're not fighting enough. No, I need you to start looking at buddy like, listen, homeboy, you holding up my husband. Like, I'm not playing no more. Like, this was cute when I wanted, you know, somebody from Valentine's Day and, you know, do a little selfie and ussy and whatever. But you holding up eternity at this point. You holding up covenant at this point. You holding up my covering at this point. Like, at this point, you're not even cute no more. This is not cute. I can't do this. And I'm not going to explain nothing to you. My silence will have all the explanation you mean. I'm done. Like, at some point, you got to start looking at yourself like, yo, I'm holding me up. I'm holding me up because if where I'm currently at, if God is there, if I'm saying I'm over it and I'm done and I'm over this job and I'm over this relationship and I'm over this, that, and the third, and I don't want to be here financially anymore. Can you really like, can we, can we be a hundred? Have you scaled back and looked at yourself and say, am I doing anything different that God can trust that when I get there, I won't replicate what I'm doing here. 
Are you working on killing that habit? Are you working on building that muscle? Are you working on choosing better? People, food, whatever it is. The thing that God keeps pressing on your heart. Like, are you working on that? Well, how do I know what he wants me to work on? What's the thing that he keeps bringing in your presence constantly? And you you see that you keep failing it. The Bible says that the reason why God brought the Israelites the way that he bought them is because they didn't know how to fight. So guess what they had to keep encountering moments of like, yo, you're going to have to knuckle up and up that fool. Like that's just what it is. That's this thing. Deem some of your heart. Have a nice day. That's your life. Told the God he don't like it. So he's bringing up stuff that is like, bro, why you think he keep bringing up buddy? <laughs> why you think he keep bringing up that financial situation? It's because he's like, yo, can you conquer this now so that when you get to your promised land, it doesn't conquer you? I Freedom and blessing should be identical twins. We make them Siamese for some reason. We make them best step cousins. I don't know. They should be so, because where you are, you're most free. Your most unshackled is the moment that God can bless you beyond what you thought. It is when you get to the point that you just like, you know what, God, whatever it is that you want to do, but just make sure that I'm the version of me that you need me to be to go ahead and support that calling, to go ahead and support that plan, to carry that out. Because it's not a matter of arriving. You have to get there and then thrive. Yeah, you don't just get to the promise then and like, woohoo, we made it. Like, no, now you got to make it home. Now you got to make sure it stays fertile. Now you got to make sure that you go ahead and do some landscaping, like do some curbside situation. Like, what you doing? Where you at? Oh, you got plans. Don't say that because if it clashes with God, you're going to have to have a nice day. I ain't going to hold you. But do you see what I'm saying? It has to be just this... And I feel so passionate about this because I feel like we opt out of our promise and we don't even know it. Like, I wish to goodness, you know how hurt you're going to be when you look back and you like, God, my husband was just waiting on me to get over. Oh, boy. God, you mean to tell me that that house was ready for me the whole entire time? You just wanted to see if you could trust me with your tithes? God, you mean to tell me that you wanted me to have the very thing I was crying to you about, but you saw the way that I managed what I currently have, so you were like, not yet? Oh, my gosh. How does a mother know that a baby is ready to start eating solid foods? Because you got teeth now. Oh, okay. And when I give you smaller portions of it, you don't choke. Oh, okay. It's a process. But what what came along with that, with those teeth? Teething pain pushing through some nights that you were like oh my gosh this is too much but what I'm giving you is something that you're going to need in the next season of your life that if I don't give it to you you will never grow to the intended purpose that God had yeah, we so quick to want to push off pain we so quick to want to mm, God if you can just like if we had it our way we would just have the theme song of making our way downtown, watching, ooh, God, can you go ahead and move that? Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's the sunshine? You would be in Pleasantville. 
nothing happening, everything consistent, nothing. And while I totally get it because I too am that grandbaby, raising my hand slowly, the right one to be exact, I also know the danger in not having any of your muscles strengthened. Because as long as you are in this world, there is going to be some things that you're going to have to fight for some things that you're going to have to withstand, some things that you're going to have to endure, something, and God will be doing you a great and mighty injustice if he did not give you things to strengthen that. You know why you are as strong in certain circumstances that you are facing currently? It's because your past self had to build up an endurance, like you had to build up a stamina. But how do you build up stamina if you never are faced with those situations? You had to have gotten one plus one is nine to say okay I got that wrong before let me and you had to have a umpteen amount of quizzes and an umpteen amount of whatever to start building the muscle of okay I think I know how to do it and then what happens when you keep getting these tests you start to pass them what happens when you keep passing them you start to get confident what happens when you get confident you can teach other people and it's almost like oh my gosh are you multiplying in the kingdom where if I bless you and I help you through this that I now can do this for other people you mean to tell me that God planted the seed of you and what came out was a tree or fruit that other people can eat off of. Why do you think he says that he just, he prunes you to make more fruit? Cause as long as you are fertile enough to get more pruned and become more fruitful, then you are a necessity for the kingdom. And if you are a necessity for the kingdom, you are a threat to the opposite kingdom. You cannot afford to be this very placid, nothing is going on, I feel good about, and you also can't afford to subscribe to every emotion that you feel throughout the day. You need to be strategic. Like, listen, I know my mission. I know what God's called me to do. And how do you know your mission? How how do you know what God called you to do? You ask. That's that's the whole thing about being inquisitive. What is the reason? What am I here for? What am I doing? Ask. And you shall. It's almost like it's a Bible verse, isn't it? What is my challenge to you? I think the Holy Spirit already told you. I ain't going to hold you. Yeah, I I truly feel like as we were speaking, you were like, "Mm, that was it. And, And it is. And is. No more shackles, no more pain, no more, uh, uh, I am free, yeah. hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Listen, let me sing because that's on my heart, okay? It's kind of grandbaby I am. But listen, um, I feel like you got what you needed. Mm-hmm, certainly did. Um, You know what these conversations are though, right? Right. They are life provoking conversations, conversations that not the average homegirl person, big per going to have with you. But who your favorite homegirl? Mm-hmm. Certainly. Uh, I need to get something to eat because every time I get excited, I get hungry. And that's that's just between me and the Lord. You have a nice day. But um, I'm going to let you let me go. And we talk later. Absolutely. OK, <laughs> later. Oh, wait, before you go, uh, let me go ahead and just remind you again that you need to be looking at created to multiply.com. Very much created, the number two, 
multiply.com. Oh, and you know your girl got a Patreon now, right? Mm-hmm. When you go to the website, you'll see all of that. So very much go. Okay. Now I'm going to go ahead and let you let me go. Later.